everyone, we are here again in this in this podcast, this new podcast with Anthony Passavon, um, who was a former creative director and cinematic director at Riot Games, the worldwide acclaimed debut title League of Legends. So Anthony, first of all, talk to us about your professional career since you were since the very first job that you got, which was I, I know that it was in the company Sulky Effects, and then you were in Blitz and then Riot Games, and now you are doing this YouTube channel mm -hmm. until you, until the point where you are knowing your life. Talk to us about that curve experience that you have. So do we have like three hours, four hours? How much time do I have? Because <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, thanks, oh, wow. thanks for the great inter introduction. Uh, and, uh, you know, starting from the beginning, let's see. Um, I'm from a family of artists. My parents were artists, traditional artists. And so for me at a young age, I knew I wanted to get into some level of art. I didn't know what that would be. Um, and in high school, uh, I fell in love with video games and, you know, as many do. And uh, at the time I was joining a group of friends, uh, trying to make a, you know, gaming clan is what they called it back then. But, uh, basically a, an equivalent of an esports team, uh, amongst us few people and we needed a website. And, uh, you know, I, I raised my hand saying, Hey, maybe I could help out here. And, uh, that was my first, you know, my first like dive into, the digital arts. Um, and I, and I would consider myself a digital artist of anything else. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about anything crazy. I'm like words coming onto a screen and then leaving. And then that was it. That was my first, uh, animation, but that, that led me down the path of realizing what I, you know, what really got me excited about doing anything on the computer that had to do with art. Uh, and so from there, I, um, eventually went to college, uh, in, in Florida, this place called full Sail university, uh, where they, they put you through kind of like uh, a boot camp of software, teaching you a little bit of, um, all the things that were available at the time. Um, and that led to me, uh, getting an interview with Scully effects, uh, a former alumni from that college as well. And he worked on music videos, uh, movies, things of that nature. So for me, I was like, please like, let me get this job. I want to do this. Uh, and so I ended up, uh, going there as an intern, uh, to his company of three people. It wasn't anything major. Um, but it, it allowed me to jump into the industry. No, uh, and no, then, no wages, no, no income. Uh, there was income. Um, it was uh, low for the time. I mean, it wasn't enough. It was enough to just say that I got paid as opposed to like, it wouldn't sustain me for sure. Um, really my time there, you know, just like any kind of internship is, is just to learn as much as I can. And, and the pay will come later, at least at that time. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, worked there on a couple of uh, music videos. Um, nothing, nothing super special. I was like removing, uh, blemishes from people's faces and like, trying to make people look more, <laughs> more, uh, more attractive. We call it uh, beauty work, but really it's just me like tracking a pimple and then like removing it from someone's face. Oh. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't flashy work uh, at all. Uh, and then after that, um, I, I wanted to do more than remove pimples. So, uh, I, I, I looked for a bunch of companies in LA, um, and, you know, I was lucky, lucky enough to apply and, and, and be accepted to a, a company called the Visionaire Group. Uh, and they, at the time, did a lot of uh, movie work, um, meaning, you know, a new movie would come out and they would do like the website banners, um, you know, kind of like the campaign around the movie. Uh, and so I got to touch a lot of like seemingly really, really exciting work, uh, like the Wolverine movie and like things like that. Um, but it was only the advertising side that 
that knowledge in advertising eventually got me into video games and, uh, you know, into Riot Games uh, because that knowledge in that digital art uh, was something that they were kind of looking for and didn't know how to use yet, uh, which was animation um, with UI. And so I ended up working at Riot Games as a temp employee, as a, a UI temp animator, animating like a little tiny like icon going around. And uh, that was like my first you know, jump into video games. Um, when was this, uh, Anthony? 2012. So it was a while ago. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I was there for seven years at the company for seven years. Uh, and I went from animating these little icon uh, animations to eventually becoming the creative director, uh, you know, by the, by the end of my time there. Um, and so, you know, this, this is my own personal journey. And, you know, for anybody else out there that wants to get into arts, you know, digital arts specifically, my advice would be, you know, look at the things that you enjoy consuming. What entertainment do you like? Uh, and then out of that entertainment, what about that entertainment gets you really excited? You know, for me, it was animation, um, cinematics. Uh, yes, all those things. But I didn't start there at this big, you know, project. Uh, I started animating little tiny icons, right? So um, if you could find something that you really enjoy, whether it's a movie, you know, anime, uh, video games, uh, then take something from that and see if you could do it yourself. Because if you could do that, um, it, it will start to build the knowledge that you need to eventually apply at these bigger companies. Uh, and for me, that's what happened. I, I made fan art for League of Legends. I was a big fan of the game before joining up at the company. Um, and and it made my interview much easier when I, when I actually got in for an interview mm-hmm. because I showed my fan art. And they knew who I was because my fan art was was gaining traction in their forums at the time. So yeah, my, my advice is if you like something in particular, whatever the entertainment thing is, is it video games, movies, whatever, see what part of that gets you really excited and try to go create it yourself. I saw the the trailer of the Origins, Annie Origins, Lego Legends. I, I was just, I was like, wow, I love <laughs> it. And I want to ask you, being as yeah. the, the cinematic director, editor, and producer of the of this animated short film, mm-hmm. for what things you were more responsible for, and what were the most challenging parts that you have encouraged throughout the making of this animated film, in terms of the mentality and in terms of the role? It's a great question. Uh, <laughs> the most difficult thing is working. Um, working with a team, building a team and empowering the team. Because like that, Annie Origins is not, I was not the one that made it. It was the entire team. And, and it's, so, it's so true because like the artistic style was, was the vision of our art director that I hired on, right? The uh, illustration art, because a lot of it is, is traditional illustration work. It's not even like full 3D. And, yes. you know, that was done by our illustrators as part of, part of the team. And so like, if not empowering these individuals to create towards a certain vision, we would not have what we have today. Like that, that version would not be there. And really the, 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 the thing, the visual challenge of this project was how do we make paint move? And that's mm-hmm. like in 3d, that's like the worst question to ask. Like that is so <laughs> difficult to do, like have something that's like organic and moving, mm-hmm. like trying to turn that into a CG thing is like, yeah, it, it, it's just super <laughs> difficult. So, um, so, so empowering individuals um, to get there, to do that, to to do the the individual part that makes what it is today, I would say was the most difficult thing, especially when giving feedback. So, many times with artists, um, 
from an artist to another artist, no matter your role, just one artist to another artist, it is really, really difficult to tell uh, or give feedback to that person what you think or believe could improve the art that they made. And that <laughs> that challenge uh, is, <laughs> is usually because when, when artists um, speak about the work, you know, obviously they put in a, a certain amount of level of effort, right? And they have a certain amount of passion behind it. But often people forget that when you give feedback, it's directed at the individual and not the art. So it's like, Hey, you did yeah. this thing that did not work, you know, versus the art is doing this thing that does not work for our vision. Right. Like, so, yeah. So, so guiding those conversations and powering individuals in, in part of this cinematic, uh, I would say was the most difficult thing. The, the vision of the project, which I would say is part of my job too. Hey, what are we making? That came way easier than getting all the pieces to like do it, you know. Um, I, I, I uh, for that piece in particular, um, we had a, a really fantastic writer at, at the company, um, who came up with an outline that I fell in love with, and I was like, This is we're doing this Annie story, like, this is how do we sell the fact that she kills someone at the end, and we're okay with that, like, that was the, the goal of this piece. Um, so that part felt easier than all right, everyone on the team, this is what we're making. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. We are, we humans are very difficult human creatures to get involved yeah. and to work together. I think, I think the thing is, is, is that we are, def we often believe that we're defined by our last action, our last piece of art, our last, you know, uh, interaction with a group. And so when that's negative, um, you know, when, when someone provides feedback, whether it's your behavior on the team, whether it's the art you just made, whether it's your decision in the art that you made, you know, it's really easy to be, to feel like, oh, this person thinks that I'm a negative being because I'm defined by my last actions. So like that was a common um, exercise <laughs> that we had to work on, on the team where it's like, hey, it's okay to make mistakes. Like that's part of it. Like we're trying to make paint move in, in CV. Like that's like, we're going to make mistakes you know um so yeah so I, I yeah it's it's just it's funny it's a funny thing <laughs> so part of your role is just look at the vision of the projects and and mm -hmm. look at the script and talk to the people that's that's pretty amazing in this animated film what mm -hmm. caught your attention what was the essence that you said wow i'm going for <laughs> this i'm gonna help this and and this is going in a good way great yeah um so the character that we, you know, the character that uh, I wanted to tell, um, Annie, in the game, I don't know if you guys play League of Legends or, or know that world at all, but for those that don't, uh, there's a character in the game. She's a young girl um, who almost feels like she has this evil tendency. She says things like, you know, um, I'm going to burn you and, and like count to three. And then it sounds like really ominous and dark. Uh, and so like, it's very easy to just paint the picture of this is a dark, evil kid. So my goal with this project in particular was to, to tell you otherwise, to get you to feel bad for this character, to make you understand that this isn't just a girl being evil. Instead, it's, it's a human, you know, young, you know, girl that is, is, that's just trying to figure it out just like everyone else. And that she's a dark heroine that is put in a very very terrible situation and she just worked through it in this way. And unfortunately all these events led to 
everything that happens in that in that short. Uh, but but my goal is for you, for anybody that watches it, to see that there that there isn't just it's not black and white. That everyone has some level of blame. That there isn't just this evil person. Instead, it's a trouble, you know, traumatic experience that a child goes through. And so, the wow factor, as you were describing, is can I get you know, the audience to feel this way. And if yes, then we win. Like this is, we, we did our job. If no, then she'll just continue to be this evil, you know, um, two-dimensional character that, you know, okay, evil kid. We've, we've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. Can. That's true. Yeah. Now talking about the other part that you are doing now, now yeah. about the YouTube, <laughs> the, the, we, we want to know that you have, well, you have created a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I love the Mr. P thing. I love that part. <laughs> and we want to say, we want to know about. I mean, the spirit. What was the spirit you want to share with this, with all your experience throughout this sure. YouTube channel? What encouraged you also to do this step? Like, okay, I'm going to do this YouTube channel, and I'm going to share my experience. Uh, okay, so so after my time at Riot. Um, you know, I always felt like an outsider at this game company. And I, I never worked on games prior to Riot Games. Uh, and I worked in motion graphics. And, you know, my experience working in a game company was that I kind of had to prove to everyone that motion graphics is valid, a valid use case inside of video games. And to do that, I, I wanted, I built a lot of tools and animation skills around illustration animation um, to, to be able to prove, yes, we could have these animated things uh, they could come out relatively quickly and an individual can do this. Um, there wasn't a version of this when I was getting into the industry. Like there, there weren't, there weren't like channels, like YouTube channels saying, Hey, this is how you do animation and you could do it yourself. Uh, and so for me, when I, when I uh, left the company, I found myself with some time where I felt the need to give back to the animation community to, to showcase to others uh, you know, those in, in high school, those who just like want to make things move and don't really know how that there's a way to do it. And these videos can show you how. Uh, and so I spent, um, I spent a good amount of time developing, um, you know, not only these, not only the tutorials that you see on there, but also scripts that I wanted to give out for free, um, that are a bit more complex, but once you use them, um, you know, it'll, it'll bring your, your stuff to life. And I think a lot of times when you get into this work, that's what you want to see. And that's when like the spark happens. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, so the, so the initial goal for, for those, uh, it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with any of this. I kind of just felt like I needed to give back with a, a medium that I don't play with uh, much any, like, you know, nowadays, since I'm more in th the 3d stuff. Um, but I felt that there would be plenty of, you know, individuals out there that want to make things move. So, yeah. Great. Excellent. Now, Anthony, we would like to jump to a, a subject that is pretty important for the efforts that Nova is, is, is doing and the boutique the new school is doing in Latin America. And it's related mm -hmm. to Unreal Engine. Yeah. There are news every day of new things uh, related to Unreal Engine. And what's, what's your take on that? It's fantastic. I love Unreal. Uh, I'm such a I'm, a, I'm such a fan. Uh, so Annie Origins, that was not using Unreal. That was using the traditional CG pipeline. And it took a long time to, to get everything animated, to get everything, to even just see what we're making. <laughs> you know, like we would hit render, you know, uh, on our machines. We would, we would have 20 machines calculating what we were developing. And then we got to see the next day, we actually didn't make any mistakes or not, you know, like yeah, that was like a, that was a world. 
said like that was the world we lived in and so um unreal in real time development is kind of like a godsend it is one of those things i just again wish we had you know in the time of making the cinematic or other cinematics in general so um what i think is kind of great about uh unreal engine is that again any individual can go in there go in there for free and just play with it um you can make your own world like it's 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 kind of insane you could you you know traditionally on a on a, on a 3d you know moving picture or 3d cinematic or or video game you would need a team of 15 people with different disciplines meaning someone that sculpts the 3d another person that rigs it up so it can move another person that paints it you know like but you don't exactly need that anymore. Um, and you could see the result right away by yourself in Unreal. And you don't, you know, like that's that's amazing. And, you know, now more than ever, these tools are available for us for free to like just make stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, my day-to-day now is is basically 90% in Unreal. Wow. Um, and, and I, yeah, and I, and I think, um, anybody that wants to just like dabble and just try to understand what the world of digital arts has to offer, like get unreal for sure. Let's, let's, wow. let's imagine someone in Latin America that mm-hmm. have big dreams for themselves and their families. And it's oriented towards unreal and starts studying unreal. How do you picture a career? Or how do you picture a road in their lives if they take that decision, if they make the decision? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was saying this uh, earlier. If you if you enjoy some level of entertainment, whatever it is, um, and Unreal uh, can can eventually make that same thing. I mean, it will start you down the path of passion, like one hundred percent. You know, if you really like video games, particular video games. Like you can already go inside of Unreal and start recreating those games. And why that's important is that, you know, oftentimes when, when someone, you know, gives advice about how do you get a job in, in your passion job, your passion project job thing, right? Or a company that you just wish you could work at. Um, oftentimes, like what is said is like, let make a portfolio of all this art and then, you know, they'll maybe they'll see you. But that's not true. Like what's what? what I would uh, advise is make something that the game has in their style. Um, Because if you could do it in their style, you become a candidate that could be hired at this game company. Um, In fact, if you can improve a part of the game, if you, if you have gone through the process of just making, recreating parts of the game or improving parts of the game, that catches the eye of these developers. And that that's how I got hired at Riot was I improved a part of the game as fan art. And that that essentially solidified my initial uh, position as a temp employee, you know. Um, so my advice is like, cool, if you if you're into art and you're making art for art's sake. But if you want to find a career um, in that thing, that entertainment that you really enjoy, like start recreating it, start seeing what it takes to do it. And then if you have examples that can prove that you're you could you know, event, essentially add value to whatever company you're applying to or, or that you would want to work at, um, that, that is way better than any kind of art you could make. Uh, you know, it, it, at my time at Riot, you know, I hired something like 20 different individuals at the company, um, initially for motion graphics and then eventually for, you know, the cinematic shorts that, that I was working on. And the people that caught my eye when I was hiring were those that were already doing the work. And that I can see that they they 
would fill this role really well or or even do it even better than what you know we're we're doing right now i mean they're the best candidate right oh you know how to make fire and to paint like you're already doing that like let's go get you <laughs> over here like what are you doing right now and the location doesn't matter you know it, the location isn't important it's it's who can do the job best right so you know even if you're in latin america like there's still a potential to work for large companies that are not there or even, you know, other studios are there as well. So yeah, that would, that would be my advice. Uh, and, and as far, and, and one other thing, uh, the pathway you start, you know, no one has it figured out when they first start making stuff. No, like no individuals like, Hey, I'm going to be this thing. I could, I would have never told you that I would be working in the video game industry as a creative director ever by the time I started doing anything in digital arts you find that out, you find out where your passion is and where that leads you by just doing the work. You know, like, I don't think I would have, yeah, I, I would have imagined that I would be in this position uh, when I was already animate, when I started out animating these little icons and like these, you know, text things like that doesn't, that doesn't compute how that turned into that, but it, but it did. <laughs> and that path isn't set out for you until you actually start making stuff. So, sure. yeah. Was there any the role model? Button? Yeah. Oh, sorry, what's that? <laughs> Go ahead, Stephanie. Go ahead, Stephanie. No, just like just you have to start button here and you just have to press it and okay, just, I will do it just, and just press it. You know, I mean <laughs> you, or or animate it. That could be the first thing. And a, a button that says start. Just, you know, but <laughs> sure. <That's true. laughs> Anthony, was there anybody yeah. that uh influenced you, a role model, someone that you said, Wow, I want to do that. Wow. Yeah, abs absolutely. I mean, it, so that it's a little bit discouraging when you find someone that you're like inspired by, cause you're like, I can never like, what is this? You know, I can never do this. Um, so, so funny enough, um, you know, when way back when, when I was in high school and I wanted to make this website for our gaming clan back, back then, um, someone in my gaming clan sent me a, a website called too advanced, uh, and they made this like really fluid, amazing movement website that looked super techy and like, I don't know, it, it was, it was something that I've never seen before in web design. Um, and that's like ridiculously inspired me to get into this world in general. Years later, years later, like, uh, I'm talking with, uh, around the 2012, uh, timeframe, um, I was looking to hire people and, uh, I, was, you know, I made friends with this, this other person that has just an amazing artwork. Uh, the animation that this guy can do is, is it's, it's like on another tier. It feels like it just, he, he, we almost, his name is a uh, Phoenix, Andrew Phoenix. And his, we, we like to joke that his movement is like the Phoenix ease. It's like, it's so easy for him to like, just do this amazing timing or whatever. And I found out later uh, after hiring him that he was one of the people that worked on that site that inspired me all those years ago. And this is wow. someone that I hired on to the game company. Like I have goosebumps, like thinking about it right now. It's like, <laughs> it's so crazy how small the world is and how uh, your inspiration could come from anywhere. And at some point there could be a time where you actually run into your inspiration. He was, he was my, he was my inspiration from the, those many, many years ago. And then now he and I have a great, you know, working relationship and I've worked with him plenty at the game company. He still works at Riot Games right now. Um, but yeah, so he he he's like great. the the prime example of that. Anthony, it's been a real pleasure 
we have a, a new friend guys please look at this podcast and if you have more questions just send them in um, i i really think that uh, anthony will answer some of them <laughs> and, and let's let's keep connected okay yeah. thank you anthony